Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. All right, guys. Um, we're in 2021. And how many of you guys are just really wanting to start this year off strong? Amen? Because I don't know about you, but for most people, it seems like 2020 was just not probably what everybody dreamed of 2020 being. And uh, I know a lot of people were excited to get out of that year thinking when when the clock strikes midnight, it magically just all disappears. And bada bing, we have a clean slate. But we all know better, don't we? That you just pick right up where you left off. It didn't actually leave off. It just stepped over the, the ticking clock. But, um, but I do believe that God does ordain things for, for the seasons that we're going into. Um, and, and today, like, often on a New Year's service, the focal, focal point will be like vision casting for the year and stuff. And uh, there's so many directions that we could go on the first Sunday. But I actually felt like the Lord um, wanted me uh, to, to start this year off by just speaking some declarative words over us as a congregation, as a family, and it just into the body of Christ, the kingdom of God. And, uh, and so I'm going to... this. Uh, this is just going to mostly be scriptures and de- declarations, but um, I want to get us focused kingdom. And, and I, I don't know about you, but like, I, I feel like there's plenty going on in this world and there's a lot going on in the atmosphere that really can be oppressive and, and weigh a heart and a mind down. And, you know, there, there's COVID that's been around for, gosh, at least nine months, I think, by now. And, and just all that comes with that. There's, there's all the election stuff that's happened and is happening. And uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that really has disappointed people in the government. There's a lot of things that people are, are still interceding and fighting for and praying for. And, you know, and I, I'm just going to say this, like, this isn't what I'm speaking on today, but... Um, if there are things that were not done right in the dark, we, we want to pray that the Lord will bring things into the light so that he can, he can reset and, and bring, uh, bring alignment to things that are, that are out of alignment. So there's a lot of people that are praying and interceding for, for darkness and, and lies and stuff to be exposed. And I'm praying for it. I want you to know I'm, I'm praying for that. And I hope that hope many of you guys are too. Um, but but I I just I feel that there's a lot of a lot of anxiety. I experience it sometimes as well. Fear, uh, concern, you know, especially if things don't go the way we want them to, or or maybe they do go the way we want them to. But then there's repercussions, and then there's things to be concerned about. Um, and it's not just about the political, but that seems to be the heavy one right now. Amen. And so I, what, I, what I felt like the Lord wants to speak out and declare out to us today um, and, and, and help us to anchor ourselves to, because we need to anchor ourselves to this in the season we're in and where we're headed. And it really 
comes down to the shalom of God. The shalom of God. That's, that's the Hebrew word for peace. And so I, I know that there are, there are times, and it even says this in the Bible, there are times for war, there are times for peace. There are times to fight, there are times to rest. And I, I just want to say that in the kingdom, we can be fighting, but if we're not doing it from a place where we're anchored in the rest and in the peace of the Lord, then we're striving on our own strength and we won't stand a chance because you can't fight spiritual battles from flesh and blood. Amen? So we, we got to be people that we're not, we don't want to be pacifists when, when it's time to take stands for things or whatever. But what we do want to do is we want to make sure that we're anchoring ourselves with God's peace, with His heart, with His truth. That we're not being shaken by emotions, we're not being shaken by fear, we're not being shaken by the report of the world, but that we're anchored on truth and that we're solid in Christ. And Jesus, is the, he's, he's the most amazing example of a life that we can live through His grace and the Holy Spirit and in our union with Him. Amen? And, and Jesus walked in an authority that astonished people. They'd never seen somebody have that kind of authority. And they were under the rulership of an emperor that was probably the most powerful emperor in the world of the time. And they still had never seen this kind of authority. That this one man walked in. He could, he could speak and demons would manifest in his midst because they knew, who he, they knew who he was when nobody else did. Because they remembered him from eons ago when they used to worship him in heaven before they got the boot and kicked out of heaven. They remembered him and they saw him encased in a flesh body that other people just saw as another good man, they saw him in the spirit and they knew the radiant glory, the deity that he is. They could see him in spirit and they knew. And so when he would speak, it would, his word would release the power of heaven into, into the situation and he would crush anything that opposed God. And so God is the God of all peace. He's the God of all peace. But it doesn't mean that, there, that there's never war that comes. But the war that comes is anything that gets in the way of Him bringing His kingdom of peace. He'll plow through it. He will crush through anything that will stop the peace from coming in to reign as Jesus. Is the, he's the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Prince of Peace. Amen? So Jesus could speak to storms that they, the, the disciples in the boat thought was going to kill them, and it probably would have. It was, it was creating torrents. It was probably like a mini hurricane out there. And it was, the boat was going up and down, up and down, and waves were splashing in, like crashing in. And it was storming, thundering, lightning, blowing like, like a hurricane. And Jesus was asleep. He didn't have to try to get to that place. 
He lived in the nature of who he is. Connected with his father, who is the most stable person. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. And he's in the middle of a storm. What must the father have been doing in the moment? I don't think that he was in a panic. Jesus was anchored. He wasn't oblivious to his environment. He, wasn't, uh, he didn't have false faith that says, oh, this isn't real. He, he didn't say, oh, these problems aren't there. Everything's great and fine and dandy. But he lived in a superior reality. He was well aware of his environment. And he didn't, he didn't, it wasn't that he didn't acknowledge it. He just lived in a superior reality. And he was anchored in his father. And it says, I forget, I think it's in John 3 maybe. It talks about how Jesus um, lived in the, in the bosom of his father. He, he stayed connected with the heart, with his father's heart, that union with his father. Even when he's surrounded by a storm that they think is about to kill them. He's at peace, perfect peace, so much peace. He can sleep, disconnect with, the, with that reality, not, not, not disengaging. Not, he's, not, he's not calling it something it isn't. Like, yeah, he knows it's a storm. But he's so at peace, no problem, no problem. But that peace didn't make him a pacifist. Because when he woke up, he stood up and he rebuked the storm that was still in the peace of those he loved. And, he said, and what did he say? He said, peace be still. Peace be still. He spoke from the peace that he lived from. He spoke it out. He released the shalom into an environment where there was demonic opposition because some scholars actually believe that that storm actually was the demonic principality trying to keep Jesus from getting to the other side where the demoniac was, that Jesus was on assignment from the Father to go set this man free from a legion of demons that many believe was actually the host of a principality of the Gadarenes region. So Jesus actually waged war, but it wasn't for the sake of war, it was for the sake of clearing opposition for the shalom to come in and establish the settling of heaven on earth. Amen? And so we need to recognize that any time that there's something that tries to come against us, like the Lord actually wants to come against that, not for the sake of fighting, but for the sake of establishing His shalom into the environment where it wasn't. Amen? And, and I want to I read a couple of verses to you guys that um, I've recently brought up in the sermons during the holidays because I want to carry this in to where we're at right now in 2021. Luke 2.14 was when the shepherds who, were, who felt unworthy to come into the presence of the Lord because they were dirty and they were just average men, right? But the angels came after Jesus was born to proclaim the gospel to them. 
the good news. And they said this, they said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom He is pleased. Peace among men with whom He is pleased. That's the declaration of God on high. That He wants to release peace on earth among men with whom He is pleased. That verse blows my mind because the good news, the Gospel of the Kingdom is that God has pleasure in His heart towards you. Yeah, He hates sin. And He hates demonic opposition. He hates it when people partner with the kingdom of darkness and He's not okay with that. But that doesn't mean that He doesn't love each person. And He sees past the external manifestations of sin and failure. And He loves the heart that's behind that. And the the amazing thing about the good news of our Father in Heaven is that when He looks at your heart and He sees the true you underneath anything that you might struggle with, He loves you and He's pleased with you. And that He wants you to receive the grace which is His favor extended to you, His love extended to you that you don't even deserve. That you can't do good enough to receive it. It's His unconditional love. It's called agape. You cannot, you can't earn it. It's unconditional. He extends His love because He is love. And He wants to put His love, He he doesn't just want to put His love in each person. He wants to lavish each person with love. He wants to lavish each person with His acceptance and His pleasure. As a matter of fact, I feel like it would be a good experience and a prudent (laughs) experience for us at the moment for us to make a declaration over ourselves. If you guys could repeat after me if you want to receive this. Let's say this. I am my Papa's. My Papa is mine. My Papa loves me. No matter what. I can't earn His love. Every failure I've ever done. Every sin I've ever committed. Has never once been able to deter His love for me. And, and He's pleased with me. And He wants to put His peace in me. That's the good news, guys. It's the Gospel. That's the work of Christ. And, and they came, the angels came to declare this to these shepherds who had no idea. No idea that, that God would actually have His eyes on them. And they're coming to declare. And the, and the whole host of angels shows up to declare these things. Talking about thousands of angels that were probably just in the Shekinah glory presence of God. The the very throne of the universe where Yahweh sits on His throne and He had these shepherds on His mind. 
I sent my son for you. Sent my son for you. You think there's nothing special about you? You think you didn't do anything to deserve this? You think you're not religious enough? You're missing the point. It's my free gift. I give myself to you. I give my son to you. I give my peace to you. I am pleased with you. I want you guys to take this in for a second because we are riddled with shame in our society and in the body of Christ. We're riddled with shame. Even though, you know, we might have read Brene Brown books at times or, or wh whoever, Danny Silk books, or whoever, and, and had moments of, of shake and shame that this world has a, has a way of trying to still slap that stuff on you again. You, you might, we, we might do good for a while, but, but there comes times when it starts collecting subconsciously, and we need to always recalibrate. And remember, my father is pleased with me. And I, want to, I just want you guys to take a moment and receive that. Just again, look in the Father's face right now. He says, I, I'm pleased with you. My peace be with you. Thank you, Lord. He's pleased with you. Yeah, you might have done something that you, need, that you needed or need to repent of. Okay. Yeah, that thing probably will, will break a heart connection between you and the Lord that will impact your intimacy with Him. But guess what? There's nothing you can do that will separate you from His love. That doesn't mean that those are okay. It means repent, ask Him to forgive you, turn your heart from it. Turn, it's not just turning it from it, it's turning it back to Him. It's, it's getting your mind and your heart off this thing that distracted you away from that union, that intimate connection with the one who already loves you so much. It's, it's getting reconnected. Repentance is reconnecting with love and letting go of anything that became interference or a distraction. Amen? I feel his presence. He's pleased with this message. John 14, that, that was declared over, G, over them when Jesus was a baby. But now, right before Jesus is about to be crucified, he says this in John 14, 27. He says, peace, I leave with you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Think about that. That man that slept in a hurricane storm. No, no roof over it, probably. He was getting wet. Barrage, that thing was rocking. They were probably puking over the side out of getting seasick. He's, a, he's peacefully sleeping. My peace. He's the Prince of Peace. Imagine the most tranquil scene you could ever imagine. Some people go to the Bahamas in their head or Hawaii. The, 
think of the most tranquil. The, so I, sometimes I see uh, this vision of a, of a pool with rocky cliffs around it and the nice waterfall going into it and there's nobody around. You hear the birds and you're just encountering God's peace and love. Just, just imagine, what, what is the most tranquil thing ever? And that doesn't even touch it where God's heart is. He's got a tranquil heart. Peaceful. He's not, he, he's, he's rarely aroused, I'll say that, with anger. Like, it, yeah, it happens, but, but even still, he hasn't shaken away from, he's a peace, he's, he is peace. Shalom. And, and I've heard this said, that the, the, the shalom is the atmosphere of heaven. Like when we go to heaven, there will be no more sickness or pain. There will be no more strife. No more sin, no more struggle, no more temptation, no more broken relationships, no more heartburn, <laughs> no more none of it. There will be no COVID, no cancer, no demons, nothing. Shalom, the atmosphere of heaven, it's the oxygen. You breathe it in in heaven and everything is peace. And, and that's the heart of the Lord. That's His heart lives always, eternally, in that place. And Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. My peace I give to you. I want to I impart my peace into you. I don't want you just to know the Prince of Peace. I want you to know, I, I want you to know the peace by experiencing it. I want this to be yours. He said, not as the world gives do I give to you. Praise God, because the world calls things peace that we know is not peace. Saw plenty of that on the news. Peace. Yeah, really. No, that. But, but, even, but even the stuff that looks like peace is not even touching real peace because it might be moments of, of, of clar clarity Moments of stability, but it won't stay that way, not, not from the world. There will be something that will come to disrupt it. But he said, I don't give you peace as the world gives to you. Let, your not, let, your heart, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Come on, I declare that over you in the name of Jesus. Let your heart not be troubled or be afraid in Jesus' name. He didn't say about such and such. He said, he said it in general. Do not let your heart be afraid. Do not be troubled. He was speaking to people that were about to start having persecution all over the place. But it's not externally motivated peace. It's being anchored to the Father. Being in union with Jesus, the Prince of Peace. That having the spirit of peace filling us and overflowing. And, and you get that despite your surroundings, just like Jesus in that boat. Peace. Amen? Thank you, Lord. And it's just amazing that when He rebuked the storm, that the words He used was, peace be still. Like he's not even, it's not like, I rebuke you, storm, you shouldn't be doing this. 
He's not even focusing on the problem. He's focusing on the solution. He's not trying to go against what the opposition. He's releasing peace. And it's bringing... It's, it's, he's, he's not combating. He's releasing. Heaven on earth. It, it brings order where there's chaos. Shalom. And I, I love it that when the Lord was establishing the law in the Old Covenant with, with Moses, and He's getting things all set up for, for the new nation. And, and, and He's creating all these ways that they're going to worship and they're going to do civil life and all this stuff. And very early on in the history of, of the nation of Israel, the Lord wanted Moses to teach Aaron and his sons who were going to be the high priests how to declare His blessing upon the people. And we sing an amazing song about this. Seth will do that in a few minutes. I'm joking. We sing it sometimes though. I'm going to read it to you guys because this is where I'm really going to start releasing some declarative words. Numbers 6, 22 through 27. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall say. <laughs> so it's like, it's like God saying to Moses, He's going to say to them, He's going to say to them. It's kind of funny passing this thing down through the generations, but it doesn't lose its power. Because it's the, the word of the Lord stands through every person who speaks it. He says this, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. <clears throat> Before I even go into it, I want to I say this. Do you guys know that when the Lord blesses someone, that that is way more powerful than us just saying, God bless you. Like, that's a nice thing to say. But we actually need to understand that the power that's, that's packed into that word is far greater than what we in our Western knowledge have any clue of. When God blesses something, it's like He's touching it. It's like He's anointing it with His goodness. And, and if He were to take His hand off, it would just continue being blessed and blessed and blessed. It's like, it's like the presence of heaven comes on that thing and it makes it sanctified like heaven was doing that thing. And Deuteronomy 28 is one of the greatest uh, chapters about, the, about God's heart for blessing because he talks about, there's a distinguishing, by the way. That, and this is conditional. His love is unconditional, but his promises are conditional generally. Okay? And because his promises usually come through us living a life that's obedient to him. And, and in Deuteronomy 28, he talks about it. If you will obey my words then these blessings will come on you. And he lists out tons of blessings. And I don't have it all memorized, but he says you will be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the field. You'll be blessed coming in. You'll be blessed going out. Everything you touch will be blessed. Your feeding troughs will be blessed. Your basketfuls will be blessed. All the different things. Your wombs will be blessed. 
Every, every part of life, He touches it, it will be blessed. And when God calls it blessed, it means that it actually has bounty and it overflows with goodness. Come on. And His heart is to bless you because He's pleased with you. And it's by His grace. It's not, it's not by your goodness. It's by His goodness. But He wants to. He desires to release blessing into every part of your life. Every part. He wants no part unblessed of your life that's, that is surrendered to Him. If we have parts of our life that are not blessed, it should actually cause us to have some questions to ask the Lord. Why is this not blessed, Lord? And then, and then ask Him questions like, am I not fully obeying You? And sometimes we just don't see the blessing yet because it has a process and a breakthrough process. So it's not all about your obedience because sometimes it's a matter of time and really pushing into something for breakthrough. Okay? But if we're, if we're continually experiencing things that almost feel like curse, the Lord will never send a curse on His children. So it could be that we have stepped outside of the covering of, of the, pro, the alignment of how heaven functions. Amen? You guys alright? Let me get into this now. I just wanted you guys to hear some thoughts about blessing because I'm getting ready to declare this. Because the Lord wanted them to decree these over the people. And they were going to decree them over all the people of the nation. The Lord bless you. Jehovah bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put My name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. Hallelujah. You guys want to see an increase of blessing in your life? It's coming. It won't be by the government. I mean, cool if they bless you, but that's not His source. It won't be by your job. It won't be by somebody else doing something for you. It's going to be because you're a child of the Most High God, and He wants to land it on you despite what your situation is. And, and I'm, going to re, I'm going to say this through again. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord wants to bless you big and thorough. And the Lord keep you. That word keep is the Hebrew word shamar. And it doesn't just mean to keep. It means to guard, to watch and ward, to protect and to save your life, to preserve you. So the Lord's not just blessing you and keeping you. He's, he's actually setting up the hedge of protection and He's got His eye on you. He's like the... He's like the I'm just thinking right now of the story of, of David and his army that were on a hill and they're surrounding the house of that one lady that they wanted to protect. Like he sets up protection around you, his eyes are on you, and he's guarding you, he's keeping you, he's keeping his promises for you. Come on. And in Exodus 23:20, 20, 
It says, Behold, I am going to send an angel before you to guard you along the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. When they were in the wilderness going to the promised land, he sent an angel. It probably was, the, it was probably one of his best, biggest angels in heaven out in front of them. And, and he protected them and he ensured that they got to the promise. But that word guard is shamar. So the, the angel kept them safe and secured their access, their passageway, to everything that God had promised to them. Shamar, I will keep you. I will bless you and keep you. It's a good word. The Lord make His face shine upon you. And that really is just about His glowing smile. The radiant love that He has for you. He's looking at you. He, he wants you to know that like He's putting His face up to you. Smiling. He, he's pleased with you. He loves you. He, he wants you to, to behold this radiant love and glory, this a direct connection Him to you. It's not, just for, it's not just for the other people. It's not just for the people we want to minister to. It's for you. Amen? The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. He wants to give you favor because grace and favor are the same word. Favor. He wants to give you God's favor. I declare over you guys right now in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. The, the, the Lord blesses you. I just, I just declare that. And in whatever part of your life that you're feeling like it's lacking, I speak to that specifically and I say blessings on you in Jesus' name. Blessings. That the touch of heaven comes to that place. And that the Lord keeps you. I declare over you that the Lord, you are the apple of His eye. You are the sole attention of the Lord and He's looking at you and He loves you and He sets Himself about you to be a shield about you. His glory is a shield about you, around you, to protect you, to hedge you in, to cover you, to, to be your refuge, to, so that you hide under the shadow of His wings. He protects you. I declare over you in the name of Jesus that the Father's face is, is in front of yours and He shines love and, and joy upon you. In Jesus' name, He's pleased with you. And the Lord lift up His countenance upon you. That just means that He's, he's turning His face towards you. He's being intentional to be looking towards you and to give you His peace. Shalom. To give you His peace. The shalom. Hallelujah. So they put My name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. So He puts His name on us. He's our Father. We bear His name. And we bear His name as sons and daughters. Hallelujah. As sons and daughters. He's your Father. And His name isn't just an identification as His son and daughter. It actually is an identification of His nature and His promises. And He's got many names. 
and he puts his names on you. He's the great I am, which means he will never change. He's I am that I am. He's got it all covered. He's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God is my healer. He puts his name on you. Julie, he puts his name on you. Cheney's, he puts his name on you. Everybody who needs healing, his name is Jehovah Rapha, and, it, and he puts his name on you because you're his children. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God is my provider. He puts his name on you. Come on. Thank you, Lord. He, he said, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. That's his name. He's a shield. He's an exceedingly great reward. That's who he is. He puts his name on you. Thank you, Lord. He's the God of the breakthrough. Come on. His name at one point in the Bible is called Baal Perazim, I think is how it says it. And it means the God of the breakthrough. Hallelujah. He puts his name on you. He's the light. He's the word. He's the bread of life. He's the abundant life. He puts his name on you. Hallelujah. That's powerful. But he gives you his peace. Shalom. My peace I give to you. That's crazy. Like Jesus didn't just try to transfer the peace he has into you separately, but he put himself in you. And so the peace comes from within because it's he who's in you who carries that peace and he releases himself through you. It's union in Christ. And that word shalom is a big word, guys. It's a big word because shalom doesn't just mean our English word peace. It doesn't simply mean the absence of conflict. Although it for sure includes that. The word shalom is a, is a very holistic blessing. It's a holistic way of life. Spirit, soul, and body and all the arounds. Okay? It can mean completeness. So if there's something that's lacking that feels like it should be there according to the promise of heaven, it means completeness. So shalom fills in the gaps. It can mean soundness. So wholeness. It can mean welfare. Provisions. Blessings. It can mean peace, tranquility. Okay? So completeness, it, it, he's filling in the gaps. He's providing the, the whole. It can mean safety or soundness. So safety, he's protecting you. And that's physically, it's mentally, spiritually, all levels. Welfare, health. Health. Shalom includes health. And prosperity. It includes financial needs and bounty can you imagine like like peace like anything that could disrupt your peace he wants to come and minister to that place 
to eliminate that thing that was disrupting your peace. It was finances, shalom. Let me lift the, the, the concern. If it's your health, shalom. Let me lift the concern. I minister to that thing. I give you health in that place. Is it, is it a broken relationship? Oh, let me minister to that thing that's disrupting your peace. Restoration, reconciliation, shalom. Do you guys get this? Peace and friendship and relationships. Peace from war. I mean, obviously, like I said before, there, there are times when wars happen, but ultimately, we, the war should be for nothing other than to establish rightful peace into the situation. So it's a disruption. It, it's, it's, it's conquering disruptions to God's shalom being established. Amen? So I just wanted to declare these things about what it is so that when I get ready to actually start declaring things more prophetically, I want you to know what to receive. Okay? You guys doing all right? You sure? This morning, I was in my office and I, and I was going to prepare for a little bit before I came. Uh, I usually do that. And, and my heart has been feeling really troubled and just kind of just conflicted and stuff about things. And, and I'm like, God, you're having me speak on shalom today. <laughs> this is kind of a paradox here. And so I put some soaking music on. I laid on my floor. And I'm just feeling like this clashing of, I know this doesn't feel right. It's not, it's not okay. And I was just like, Lord, help, help me, Lord. I, I want to receive your shalom right now. And I was working through that for a little bit. But, but when I asked him to give me the shalom that he wants me to release, because I need it, I don't want to just tell you guys about it. I want to walk in it myself. And, and all of a sudden, he reminded me of some encounters I had a few years ago where the Father, part of the Trinity, was revealing himself to me real distinctly in that season. And, and it, was, it was him revealing how close he is and how much he longs to interact with me. He longs to hold me into his bosom. He longs to, to cover me. And all of a sudden, I, could, I felt the Father just come and, and cover me. I, I feel it right now. And, and it was like all the stuff that was stirring in me, when I lifted my eyes to that, it was like it, lifted, it lifts off when I look up. If I start focusing again, I start feeling it again. But when I look at him, it lifts. Come on. And he's, he's the Father who loves us. He's the Father who has unconditional love for you. He's the Father who doesn't want your life to be a ministry to get that to other people without receiving it first yourself. Sometimes we think our calling is to get this to other people, but we can almost subconsciously remove ourselves from, it's almost like I don't want to be selfish because I need to minister this to other people. Well, the Lord's actually not looking at other people for you. He's looking at you. He's looking at them too, but, but He's looking at you. He wants to minister love and acceptance, releasing shalom to, for you to know that he loves you as you are. Doesn't mean I'm not saying he loves this. He loves sins. If we're, I'm not saying that. He loves who you are. He loves who you are. 
And he wants you to encounter the pleasure of the Lord. And he wants us to know that the Father is with you. He, he covers you. And he's the most secure place that you have. You can have, you can have the bombardment of every demonic principality in the atmosphere and people and all the stuff, but you can still go into him that he's your, he's your refuge. Encounter the Father. That's where the shalom comes from. Amen? So I, I'm going to pray over us right now. I'm going to declare over us. And uh, when Jesus sent his disciples out to, to go take the gospel, and, and they, they went in twos, and they went into the villages, any place that would accept them. He said that you find worthy, Right? And, and he said, and enter, enter into any home. And, and if, they, if they receive you, then you can, you can release your peace to them. You can, you can release peace onto them. He said, if they don't receive you, you can take that back. That's profound. Because that's literal. There's a virtue of peace that we actually have the authority from heaven to release to people. And crazy as it seems, we can actually retract it. I'm not, in the, I'm not looking for doing that. But, that, but here's, the, here's the deal. It's for those who receive. Who will receive you and receive what you have to give them. And so, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's like it's your choice. Does that make sense? I feel that the Lord wants to release the substance of shalom into people's lives right now. And there's different places that it's going to hit for different people. And if you'll receive, you'll, you'll receive. <laughs> if you'll receive me, you'll receive the blessing. Does that make sense? It's not about me except that I'm, I'm the one who's, who's releasing it. So, it, I mean, there is, I'm not even going to talk on that. It, there is something about that, but that's not what I'm going for today. <clears throat> All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And, and for you who are watching online, there's no difference for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you will minister to each person's heart. And I pray, Lord God, any place that anybody is not Experiencing divine peace, especially things that are conflicting to their soul, Lord God. I pray that you'll reveal those things right now. In Jesus' name. And, and Lord, I, I ask you, help every person to look to you right now and see the Father. I just want to challenge each person that whatever things weigh on you, whatever things weigh on you, lift your eyes off of it and look, look to the Father. Lift your eyes off of it and look to the Father. 
because he's a good father. He's your father. And he's loving on you. He, he, his countenance is on you. The Lord lifts up his countenance on you. He makes his face shine upon you. He's looking at you. He's gracious to you. He extends his favor to you. He favors you. He favors you. I just, I just released blessing. Divine blessing into each part of your heart, in each part of your life. In the name of Jesus, let the blessing land on that place. And I just declare, I declare shalom. Lord, I pray first off that shalom will manifest in people's hearts and minds where there's, where there's fear, where there's anxiety, stress, distraction, that peace will come and bring soundness of mind, calmness of heart. Lord, that they will enter in right now to the peace of you. Jesus, you said you give us your peace. I pray right now, Lord, let them receive it. As a matter of fact, why don't you, whatever the thing is that, that has really been troubling you, I want you to hold your hands out like you're holding it. Prophetic act here. Hold your hands out like you're holding that thing. And I want you to look at it for just a moment. Just look at it. Recognize what it is, because we don't want to, we don't want to be, we don't want to act like there's not an issue. Or, or else it stays. Look at it, and then I want you to do this prophetic act. Lift your eyes off of it and up to the Lord. And I want you to see the Father looking to you right now. Loving on you. And just, just throw it up to him like you have, kind of like pigeons in your hand that you're releasing. Just let it go. And keep looking at him. Let him lift that thing off of you. Lord, I pray, I pray right now, God, that you'll let that tranquility fill their hearts, Lord. And we minister in the name of Jesus, shalom into finances. We minister shalom into the health of bodies. We minister shalom into minds. Shalom into the night seasons for people. Shalom into relationships. Hallelujah, God. We pray for revival. And revival looks like the shalom in, injecting into each of these things and then bursting heaven forth in each place from the inside. Thank you, Lord. It's like, explo it's like shalom explosions. It's like, a, it's like it's going into that place and then it detonates. And it, just, it, breaks, it breaks the stuff that's been a problem and it, and it releases heaven into it. Thank you, Lord. Release heaven right now into these places for people. In the name of Jesus. Amen.